This is episode 119 of the Beyond the Food Show. And today we're going to discover the five big mistakes even the smartest women make when trying to stop emotional eating. Ready for this, ladies? Let's do this. My name is Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist. I reversed my diagnosis of anxiety, depression, adrenal fatigue, and obesity by going beyond the food. I can tell you one thing, that willpower, discipline, and deprivation aren't the permanent solution to transforming your relationship to food. So how do you leave overeating, emotional eating, food craving, and binging behind you so you have the food freedom to achieve all of your goal and be happy now? As a top 25 alternative health podcast in the world, this is the Beyond the Food Show. Hey ladies, this is Stephanie Dozier, and I'm grateful that you are here with me today because I'm going to share the five mistakes that I have made that the smartest women on this herd are making right now when they're trying to stop emotional eating. And because we're successful with those mistakes in other part of our life, we just think it's bound to work when we work with emotional eating. And I have to admit, these learning were tough for me. They were tough for me to learn. And the crazy things and I'm seeing in my student, in my academy, and in my courses, the same thing presenting themselves over and over again. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to share the tools and the reason and what you need to do instead. But before we get there, if you allow me, I just want to share with you how my life has been a whirlwind <laughs> over the last few weeks, because we opened the door of the Beyond the Food Academy to lead the Stop Self-Sabotage course live for the first time ever. And today is, well, I'm recording this on Friday, but it's going to come out to you on Sunday, the 25th, and the door are closing in three days by Wednesday. So there's been a lot of effort put out by me and my team in sharing the message of the Academy with everyone and explaining to you, to the listener, to people who wanted to know why it's so important to take this three-month journey to learn how to stop self-sabotage because that's the root of the issue when it comes to food. And the Beyond the Food Academy is a virtual online platform. It's a community. It's a unique experience. I don't know, and I have to be honest, I search and search, but I don't know of any other platform that take the approach that we do and that is so encompassive of everything we need to address when we're talking about our relationship to food. I mean, we have the technology, the platform, but what's most important, we have a community that's on the same journey as us. And community is so important when it comes to women because we are community. We are emotional being that needs that interaction. And when we want to change such deep behavior as our relationship to food, we need to be surrounded with people who think, act, and work towards the same thing as us. And that's what the Academy offer. And this time we have this program where I'm going to do the course live with you, which means twice a week, I'm going to meet with the student and we're going to go through this journey all at the same time and 
be constantly reminded of what we're trying to work on. Because let's face it, it is a behavior, but it is repatterning our brain, our thinking, our perception, our intention. And it is intense work. And the other piece about the academy that's unique is we do the course for three months, but after that, you have the support of me and the rest of the community for another nine months, so a total of 12 months, so you can apply and implement everything you've learned and be successful. Because from taking courses myself in the past, you go to the workshop, you take the course for six months, you get home, you put the books away, And then you never apply everything or anything at all that you've learned. And I didn't want that for the student. And that's the piece that is so transformative is that complete one year support so you can implement the programs and what you've learned. And it is successful. We're seeing a lot of women having massive ha-ha moment. And in my journey as being a nutritionist for six years, have helped thousands of women change their relationship. And But this environment is very unique. So I hope that you are part of the Academy if that's what you need. If you have any questions, by all means, you can send us an email at info at stephaniedoze.com or find me on social media and I'll be happy to answer it for you. If you're listening to this outside of the registration period, which ends February 28th, you can still put yourself on the waiting list. And the next time we open, which is likely not before the summer, you can be notified so you can be with us. So. Now that I've shared with you the rest of my life, it's time for me to share with you the five big mistakes that even the smartest women that I did and how we can change our behavior. So let's start with mistake number one. When it comes to our relationship to food, we want a quick fix. We want result right away. We try something, and if it doesn't give us result right away, like we're going to wait maybe a week or two, and if it doesn't work, we quit. Why is that? Why are we so impatient? Well, there's two main reasons. Number one, this one is kind of not your fault. Well, actually, all of them is not your fault. But the first one is really not your fault because here's the thing. We are surrounded by a society of quick fix. No matter where we look, we are in a hurry, we're not in the present moment, and we wanna fix all the problem right away. That it is in relationship, in family, with our weight, we're surrounded by the concept of quick fix, so we expect it when it comes to our relationship to food and emotional eating. The second reason why we're so impatient is because truly we want to stop emotional eating, not really because of emotional eating, but because we want to lose weight and we don't like our body. Like we look at ourselves multiple times a day in the mirror. We don't like what we're seeing. The causal effect is the fact that we're eating food for our emotions. So if we fix that, it's going to fix our body and we're going to be able to love ourselves. And that is the biggest one why we're so impatient. Now, the lesson here and what we need to be doing or approaching differently is quitting the quick fix approach to our emotional eating because we know it doesn't work. Like we have this little voice inside of us that tells us that. I mean, the stat tells us that. 
95% of dieter regain their weight within five years. I mean, it's clear as water. Let's take another example. If you have a light in your car dashboard that lights up, right? I don't know. Your engine light comes on and it's red. Are you going to take the light bulb off and continue driving your car? Or are you going to go to the car mechanic and say, holy, the engine car light came up red. What is the problem? Let's fix it. But when it comes to emotional eating on our body, we want the quick fix. The truth is, as you know, because you're smart, it's not a quick fix. We need to learn new tools. We need to change our perception. We need new belief in our subconscious mind because that's where the behavior relating to food are sitting is our subconscious mind. And that's deep conditioning that we need to change. So we need to be patient in the same way as we are with others in our life. Like, I'm sure you are an extremely loving, patient partner and a mother, and you are likely a hundred times more patient with your loved one in your life than you are with yourself. So follow your intuition. It's not lying to you, that little voice that tells you that it's not a quick fix. Take the long road. Honor your intuition. Mistake number two. We are insane ladies. We are insane in our approach to stopping emotional eating. And let me just give you a quote. The famous Albert Einstein said this, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. That's what we're doing in our approach to healing our emotional eating. We take the same approach all the time and we expect different results. We may call it differently. We may go on a different name of a plan, right? Maybe it was paleo this time, and two years ago it was the South Beach, and now today it's keto, but fundamentally we're taking the same approach. And worse, we're taking the approach that works in another part of our life, and we're applying it to our problem of emotional eating, but here's the truth. It's never going to work because the and I'm using air quote here, the emotional eating problem, which is really not a problem, but that's a whole other topic. But the emotional eating problem is not a logical problem. It's not something that we can address with our left brain. It's not going to work. Emotional eating says it in the word. It's emotionally based. It's a feeling. It's a connection with our body. That's what we need to look at but we're not doing that. And we've been doing the other way for years and expecting a different results. The lesson here is to get out of our comfort zone and take a totally different approach because we realize that repeating the same pattern doesn't work. There's a concept called the zone of knowledge. Some of you may have heard me talk about that in courses or training. I did a Facebook Live recently on that. The zone of knowledge determine what we know. And of the entire world knowledge, the average human knows about 20% of everything they're capable of knowing. The other 25% is what we know we don't know. So things that we know exist, but we are not going there for whatever reason. And then the balance, which is more than 60%, is what we don't know we don't know. And guess what? 
the problem of emotional eating that's been such a struggle. And we can classify also in their overeating, binge eating, all those behavioral issue with food. The reason why you keep struggling with it is because you haven't found the solution. And the solution is where you don't know that you don't know. Or worse, it's in the zone that you don't know, and you know you don't know, but you don't want to go there. And we'll talk about that in a minute. So here's a quote for you. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Trust what you stumble upon on your path. Although it may feel scary and may feel like something dangerous is over there because I don't know what it is and I cannot control what I don't know, so I'm not going there, trust that it's there for a reason. Trust that this different approach is what you need. And you need to let go of your desire for control and be the student of learning a completely different approach. We're going to take a quick break from our chat to give a shout out to our show sponsor, Health IQ. And I am so excited to be partnering with them and bringing you forward an innovative insurance company for the American listener. Health IQ helps health-conscious people like yogis, runners, cyclists, weightlifters to get lower rate on their life insurance. Just like you save money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. Isn't it time that we get rewarded for our good health choices? Now, how do you get started? Very simply by qualifying through the Health IQ quizzes And also, listen to this, if you submit actual training data through the various apps available, you can save additional dollars. To get started now, simply go to stephaniedodzie.com forward slash health IQ and take the test to see if you qualify. And when you get to speak to an agent, mention the code beyond the food to support the show. So get started now on saving money on your life insurance. Now a shout out to our other show sponsor, Muse. And I'm very grateful to team up with Muse to bring you the first tool in the world to help you learn to meditate at home. Muse is a wearable brain sensing headband that measure our brainwave and sends the feedback to an app on our personal device. I love my Muse because it transform my meditation practice. I wear it daily for my 10 minute session in the morning and it coaches me through my practice by giving me real time feedback on what's happening in my brain and helping me refocus during my meditation. I love this partnership with Muse because it brings the tool to the first timer and it helps expand the practice of the more advanced meditator. So it's time for you to get your Muse on and learn to calm your mind through meditation. And here's the thing, as a listener of the Going to Beyond the Food show, you get 15% off of the purchase of your Muse. To take advantage of this offer, simply go to stephaniedodzie.com forward slash muse. And again, the URL is stephaniedodzie.com forward slash muse and register through this URL to get 15% off. So join me in my 10 minutes meditation practice every morning and get our muse on and go beyond the food together. 
Now on to mistake number three. We are suppressing. That's a big one. Our craving, our emotional eating desire, we are suppressing that. And I want you to put things in perspective for you with, we're going to go back to a child and mother example. Mom is at the counter in the kitchen. Many of you are going to recognize. If you have children or like me, you've babysat children, you know what I'm talking about. You at the counter in the kitchen preparing a meal and you have the three or four year old pulling on your pants, calling you across the room, just wanting your attention, throwing things, screaming, crying, pulling on your pants, throwing a tantrum, and you keep ignoring the child. What will happen? And all the mothers right now that are listening are probably laughing because they know the longer you will ignore, the louder the child will become, or the more the tantrum will get worse, the more throwing things will happen, things are not going to resolve because all your child wants is your attention. Think of your craving and your emotional eating in the exact same way. It will keep happening until you pay attention. If you continue to suppress because it's an emotional nature, it's there for a reason. It's a body message. It will keep re-happening. Why do we keep suppressing? Number one, we're told to suppress craving and mainstream. That's how we are told to deal with emotional eating, overeating, willpower, discipline. That's the method. Two, If we know that we need to feel, we don't want to feel because it's scary to feel our emotion. It takes time. But here's the truth. Emotion come as a wave. Imagine a beach wave, right? That's what I teach when I teach about emotional eating is that you need to learn to ride the wave, the wave of emotion. So if you feel stress and you suppress it and you don't feel it, stress will just peak and peak and peak. But if you feel it and you let it be, it will peak and then it will roll off again. The same thing with anger or the same thing with jealousy or other emotion, even good emotion. I mean, if you're feeling exhilarated because you've achieved something, you're not going to feel exhilarated for days on off 24-7. The same thing with the emotion we are scared of feeling. So the lesson here is instead of suppressing, learn to understand and feel. Be okay with feeling your emotion so that little child will stop pulling at your pants and your emotional eating will stop pulling on yourself all the time because you're not listening. Ride the wave. Stop suppressing. Start living the emotion. And here's the crazy thing, is if we suppress the quote-unquote negative emotion we don't want to feel, we are also suppressing the good. Because the brain does not have an on and off switch based on the nature of the emotion. We either teach our brain and our mind to suppress and all emotion are being toned down all the time, or we live our emotion good and bad. So life is so much easier when we can actually feel all of our emotion. Because again, it's just like a wave. It comes in and it comes up. Imagine how exciting it would be for you to not only feel 
the negative emotion and see them release and let go, but also feeling the full exposure to the positive emotion in your life. Mistake number four. Now here, this one, myself, and the thousands of women that I've helped with emotional eating have not met a woman who has not had made this mistake. And the mistake is as followed. Being a perfectionist. Not only do we want a quick fix, we want to get rid of it right away and perfectly. We don't allow for learning. We don't allow for ups and downs because we have to be perfect. We have to get it right away, perfectly. Otherwise, we're not going to do it. We are tough on ourselves. The reason why we are perfectionists, reason number five, we'll cover it as well, but in reason number four is because we're tough on ourselves. We believe that if we are tougher, if we expect more from ourselves, we're bound to do better. It's a bit like parenting. Well, for most of us that have traditional parenting skills or have been raised with traditional parenting skills, it's about punishment. It's about being tough. So we've learned that skill from watching our parent parent us. So we are repeating that towards ourselves. We are punishing ourselves. Every time we do something wrong, we just punish, 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 punish. And that doesn't work, right? Rebellion, teenage years, right? We don't want that. We're seeking love. So the lesson here is about being compassionate towards ourselves. Learn to love your ups and your down. Because remember, it's like a wave. It comes up and it comes down. Know that it is the path of a student of life the ups and the down. Just like a child learning to walk. Could you imagine a little, I don't know, nine, 10 months old, one and a half years old, learning to walk. And every time they stumble while learning, they would get mad at themselves, go hide in the corner, beat themselves up. Do you think they would go back and trying again? No. But remember for the mothers or for those that have children right now around them, they stumble, they get back up. They stumble, they get back up. They don't get angry at themselves because they can't stand up the first time they try, right? They're compassionate towards themselves. What that tells us is that we have that ability innate in ourselves. But through our learning and our experience in life, we've learned to pull down that switch and be tough on ourselves. It's inside of us. Imagine a life where all the pressure you're putting on yourself would be gone, where stress is less and less because we don't create it for ourselves, where you don't need food to comfort yourself because of the drama you're causing to yourself by expecting so much from yourself. Mistake number five, we let fear lead us. The fear of being in our body as it is today, the fear of judgment from other, the fear of going where it's not comfortable, of not being perceived as this perfect lady and as a quick learner or a go-getter, the fear of not being perfect all the time, the fear of being seen as a weak person who feels their emotion, not being in control, all that. We fear all of that. The thing is, 
all this fear is leading our life and it's preventing us from going in that zone of, I don't know that I don't know. It's preventing us from being a student and it's creating self-sabotage because we're letting fear lead our life. We're staying in our comfort zone and we're self-sabotaging. That's why the course in the academy is called Stop Self-Sabotage because One of the core principles that we're learning is that those self-sabotaging behavior that we're having towards food is actually a mean of protecting ourselves and preventing us from going in that zone of growth. It's our survival brain kicking in, trying to protect us and preventing us from getting hurt because we are thinking fear is dangerous. And if we go there, we may get hurt. So the lesson here is to be courageous. Learn and experience at the core of yourself that the fear you are feeling is only your subconscious mind protecting you. That fear will always be there. If you're waiting for the moment where there will be no fear, it'll never happen. And if it does, it's because you're going to spend your life in that comfort zone. You'll never grow and expand. And what a boring life of always staying at the same place. So if you want to change, if you want to transform, if you want to grow, know that you will always feel fear. Being comfortable with fear is one of the most powerful tool you can develop. And the number one step is being aware that fear is just that. It's preventing you from getting earth, from getting damage, from getting growth. So the courage to feel that fear and dance with your fear is one of the most powerful things you can do in your life. And courage is innate in you, just like that child. When you were a child learning to walk, courage is there inside of you right now. Tap into it. This is what those five mistakes, this is the core of the Stop Self-Sabotage course. This is the core of the academy. This is stuff that We don't learn anywhere else. It's the stuff that it took me years to figure out to be happy where I am today and to resolve my need for food to comfort and regulate my emotion. That's what the goal of the academy is, is showing you the tools, the teaching, so you can tap in the ultimate source of knowledge that is your body so that you can achieve your goal and be happy today. I wish you find the courage to join us at some point in your journey so you can learn those skills that not only will stop you from obsessing with food, but will allow you to thrive in all parts of your life. There you have it, ladies. I hope this episode will help you in your journey. And I'm grateful that you've listened to me till the end and you're still with me. And remember to share this episode and impact other women's life by giving them that piece of knowledge that unfortunately not that many people talk about. Leave me a review on the podcast. Reviews are like fuel for me. So quickly from your device, you can access the review mode and it will help me rank better, Get that message out to more women. So I would really appreciate it. I love you girls. And I look forward to hang out with you in the next episode. Did you know that nine out of 10 women are struggling with their relationship to food? Overeating, emotional eating, binging and craving are real. 
Clearly, the solution we have been thought aren't working. I believe to have food freedom, it means that we must learn to have a relationship with our hunger so we can finally be at peace with food and eat normally without guilt or shame, which is why I wrote the Crave Cure Guide. I want to show you how to have a completely different relationship with food so that you can be in control of what you eat, achieve your goal, and be the powerful woman you were meant to be. The best part is this book and the step-by-step -step process is absolutely free. To receive your free copy, simply go to stephaniedodzier.com forward slash guide and we can get started right now.